I just now know that it was the universe being like, this is not your path. Welcome to Real with Teal. This world is evolving, my friends. We are elevating as a collective, and it is my mission to expand your mindset and see the realness. You will be hearing from the top thought leaders, change makers, and entrepreneurs across all industries on how energy, intuition, manifestation, and consciousness have all played a massive role in their success and fulfillment. I'm your host, Teal Cooper. Let's get real. Okay, so I'm a little bit under the weather, so I sound a little nasally, but I'm super excited for today's episode for you guys to hear it. It's with one of my best friends, Carissa Stanton, aka Brock Your Body. And Carissa is a full-time food blogger slash influencer. And she just, I think, really blew up because of A, her personality and how relatable and authentic she is, but B, she's just really good at what she does. She finds you know, these recipes that we all love from restaurants and healthifies them with really simple ingredients. And it was, you know, a lot of my go-to meals still is a lot of my go-to meals, but I remember when I lived with all my girlfriends, it was, they're super fun and easy to make and also healthy. So this episode, we get into what life really looks like as an influencer and what the biggest misconceptions are along with like the pros and cons that come along with it. We go into what her journey looked like to get to where she is and really how successful life can be as an influencer. It's super expansive and hearing her success and what her day-to-day life looks like. Of course, we dive into the juicy topics around dating and why we both love the single life. (laughs) She gets into her breakup with her fiance and gives some really good dating advice as well. She posted a Q&A before recording this episode. And so we cover some of the questions from her broccolinis. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode with Carissa. Feel free to share it with a friend if you enjoyed it. And don't forget to tag Brock Your Body and Real with Teal. Yesterday I was reflecting. And I don't know if you remember this, but you were in the kitchen and we had a girls night. Some we were like making dinner at my house and you're like, I'm going to start a food blog and I'm going to call it Brock Your Body. I remember, I remember this so vividly. Like I'll never forget. And I was like, wait, I don't know. Like I looked at you, I was like, this is it. Like, I know you're meant to do this. Yeah. And I was like that name, like who came up with the name again? Rio. Yes. And you were like explaining it. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, can you take us back to that chapter of your life? And like what Krista was doing, what did life look like? Yeah. Um, it's so funny. Cause I remember that so vividly because I was so nervous to tell all of you guys. I don't know why, why. I thought you guys, like, I thought everyone was going to be like, Oh my God, like she's trying to be a blogger. Like <laughs> she's trying to be cool. I, and which like nobody did. Everyone was like so supportive. Now looking back, I'm like, of course. Yeah. Duh. But like, I don't know. It's like also like we lived in San Diego and like nobody did that kind of thing. Like it was also like way before like influencers were like a real legit thing. Like now I feel like every other person, like has like somewhat like they do do things on social media like whatever their passion is or if they're trying to make a career out of it but it was like so much less common then totally I was so nervous but Mitch was the one who's my ex fiance which we can talk about later he was the one that was like truly like you really need to start a page for your food wow and I was obviously really nervous to do it because like you don't want to fail and like you know 
it's it's a lot to like put yourself out there. And what like, was your job at the time? Real estate. I was an admin assistant. Uh, I was like making basically no money. And then you know this, but I was working nine to five at being an admin assistant. And then I would go, I was a still a server. So then I would go do my serving job. And then when I quit that, I was like, okay, I have some extra time. What am I going to do? So that's when I started my food blog. And I think Mitch like wanted me to do it because A, he was very supportive. And B, he was like, yeah, you make all this good food. Like you might as well like document it. He wanted me to like cook more for him. Such a kind soul. I know he's, he's, so he's really the sweetest person ever. He's so supportive. I honestly wouldn't have done it without him. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Truly. That's um, crazy. But yeah. So I just started, I remember I was texting the group text and I was like, okay, I'm going to start it. Like, what's the name going to be? Like, I couldn't think of a name. And Rio, my best friend was like, oh, you should do Brock your body, like a little pun or whatever. And I didn't even put any thought into it. I was just like, sure, let's do that. Cause I, my goal for the account, I didn't really have any like big goals, but I was like, it would be really cool if I had 10,000 followers one day. And it'd be really cool if I got a PR package, like vital proteins or like Siete foods. Like I would see the influencers I followed, like open these packages. And I was like, that is like, that was my goal at the wow. time. So then, okay. So you're starting Brock your body on the side, but you're still doing real estate. At what right. point were you like, okay, I'm going to go all in on Brock your body. Honestly, I wish I had this story that was like, oh, I just took this leap of faith, but I am like, such a planner. So I'm a Capricorn, but then my like two other rising signs are Virgo. So I'm just like, a, you are such a Capricorn. I'm a psycho. <laughs> and I always say like, my boss is the meanest boss in the entire world. And it's me. Like it's my brain. Like I'm so strict. But that's a good thing. It's a good thing. It has yeah. these, like pros and cons for sure. But like, yeah. it's a good thing. Right. So I had like a ton of money saved. I was making over six figures before I left my real estate job to do Brock full-time. But you got an offer, right? For another job before. Yeah. So before I had even started my food account, so I was making $18 an hour, nine to five. So after taxes, I was making about $24,000 a year. So I was really broke. And I got a job offer from another um, lady who did real estate. And she's like huge in San Diego. And she offered me $90,000 a year, which I think I was like 24. So that was like so much money. I remember being like, oh, I'm going to make the most money out of all my friends. Like <laughs> I'm going to be loaded. And I mean, it's a good amount of money, but I remember. So I went to go put in my two weeks at my current job that I was making no money. And I went into my manager's or the office manager's office to put in my two weeks. And I like lost it. Like couldn't stop crying. And I'm not a crier at all. Like I never cry. And I couldn't even talk. I was crying so hard. And I was like, so embarrassed. Cause I was like, why can't I just like quit my job? Like, this is so weird. Like, am I like the weakest person on planet earth? Like, this is a normal thing that people do. And I just like now know that it was like the universe being like, this is not your path. This is not what you should be doing. So I ended up staying at my job, making so much less money. And I was so confused. Like, why did I do that? Why did I not take this job? I'm chills. I don't know why. It's, it's really like your crazy. body and your soul like knew, knew intuitively, but your mind didn't because it rationally right. was not the right call, but like yeah. you knew. Yeah. 
And I, and I was so shooken up over the whole situation and I just felt so confused, like, cause it just made sense. It was like the natural progression. Like I had gotten my real estate license and I, it was like the clear natural next step was to move on and become from like an administrative assistant, basically like, you know, doing the, answering the phones and stuff at a real estate office to then become someone's assistant. And that was the natural next step. And I was making so much more money and I'm like, why can't I just like progress in my career? Why is this so hard for me? And I was really confused. And something again happened to me like that, where I got another opportunity higher up within corporate and the lady who offered me the job, like took it back. And like, it was so weird. And I was like, the same thing happened where I was like, why am I not able to move up in my job like a normal person. And I was so frustrated and I was like embarrassed. I was like, I'm literally making no money. I'm an admin, like, you know, like bottom of the totem pole. And now looking back, I'm like, thank God I didn't get any of those other jobs because I would have, I've never started my food blog. Literally classic story of not in alignment and the universe just putting everything like obstacles up to like make you realize it. I know. And it's so nice now because now I just live my life in a way where I'm like, if I think something's bad is happening to me or like my car gets a flat tire, I'm like, cool. Like, this is exactly what was supposed to happen because who knows what would have happened if it didn't, you know what I mean? Totally. But I'm wondering like, when did you start having that mindset shift? Like, you know, did it just happen gradually over time? Or were you like, once you started feeling like in flow with Brock, your body life, where you were like, okay, this is the way. Yeah. It was definitely like later in my life. And then obviously went through like a huge breakup where I was engaged. I was with my ex for six years and he proposed. I said, yes, we were engaged for about a year. Um, and I made the choice to break up with him because it didn't feel right. Literally. That's the only reason why. And Carissa lived at my house for a month I lived with on three the, of my best friends. Yeah. I all of my best friends lived on the roof for a month. <laughs> I love it. Lived on the roof. Like Literally. it sounds so funny saying there's that a, there's a room on the roof. But there's a room on the roof. And, <laughs> I wasn't just like on the roof. But now whenever I come here, like I feel weird staying in any other room. Like I'm like, I need to go in my room, <laughs> the roof room. Yeah. But like that I'm, cause we were kind of talking about this yesterday and it's like, walk us through that because at the time you were like, I didn't know anyone in my life that broke up after eating for four or six years because it didn't feel right. What happened? So I was 27, just turned 27, I think. And I felt old because I feel like in San Diego, things are a little bit different in LA. People settle down a little bit later, but like in our particular friend group, which was all I knew at the time, everyone was either in a long-term relationship or engaged or married and nobody was single. Nobody had like gone through a major breakup. And I just felt like I, it was not an option. And I've had those feelings of, I don't want to be in this relationship. And the hardest part was like, you know, Mitch, if you know him, you love him. Mm -hmm. He's the kindest, sweetest person ever. And I wish so badly still that I could marry him, but it was my, it was all me. I just wanted my independence. I wanted to be on my own. I wanted to live didn't somewhere feel else. Right just felt like, wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were saying, oh, what, what, why I did it. Okay. Yeah, so, so like, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I have these uh, weird. No, but thoughts. I was going off that tangent with you. I was like, <laughs> and then 
Um, so yeah, so it was really hard for me. It was again, another situation in my life where I booked a session with a therapist and I went in and sat down and just started falling immediately. Couldn't speak like just full mental breakdown. And she wasn't the best therapist, but she did tell me like, there's a box. Most people fit inside of the box. They find their significant other in college or right out of college. They get married. They have kids. They're happy. They live their life. And you don't fit inside of that box. And that's fine. Like you don't have to, like you're, you're just your own person and it's okay. And I think I, the hardest part for me was do breaking up with him because I didn't have a reason really. And I was the bad guy because everyone loves him. And I'm just like the one who just breaks his heart and is like, bye. Like I'm going to go be independent, like do my own thing. Bye Mitch. And like, I felt like such the bad guy. And I thought all my friends were going to think that too. But obviously you guys are also supportive. It's literally, I can relate to this to a fucking T my whole life. I've been that girl who's just like, it doesn't feel right. And I don't know why, but it's like an intuitive feeling in your body. Like your gut feeling, you just have a knowing it's an inner knowing that's like, it's not right. But I also think like truly in the bottom of my heart, I think there are people that like can be in relationships that they're like, yeah, like, you know, this is wrong with him and this is wrong with him, but like, I'm pretty happy and I'm cool. And they live their life and they're happy and they're like completely content. So I think that like, I, cause I always get like nervous if someone's listening to this and they're like, Oh, well, like my boyfriend, like, I don't like the way he like brushes his teeth or something like that. And it's like, you don't have to be a hundred percent content with somebody. Like there are certain people that like, don't necessarily want like their relationship. They, they get, they get what they need in other areas of their life. For example, like having like a a baby is like their main thing and they want to be a mom and like really focused on that. And then there's people maybe that are more similar to us where it's like, we want somebody, we'd rather be alone than be with somebody that's not like the one. hundred percent. Everyone's so different. And it's like, what are you looking for in the relationship? And it's like what Esther Perel, that therapist says, it's like, you have to pick everyone has their flaws. You're never going to find your perfect person. You're picking the flaws you're going to live with for the rest of your life. And it's like, I don't know. I just haven't found my perfect match yet. And so when you have that feeling of it's not right, and it's like a whisper inside, it's like going to get louder and louder and louder until it fucking slaps you in the face. And you're like, yeah, have to listen to it. And I feel like that's what happened to you for sure. Do you think that that whisper was happening like from the beginning or it kind of like happened later on throughout your relationship from the beginning? Yeah. But I kept thinking like, I was going to get older and be, like become is going to go in away. my head. I'm like, okay, well now I'm 26. So now I'm at the age where people are like getting married. So I should feel that way. I'll feel that way any day now. Like seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb, but like, it's scary making it's... changes. I'm also a really loyal person. And lately I've been realizing that like, it's kind of a bad thing. Why? Like I'm so loyal to where like, I'll stay with a person because I feel loyal to them and like, will sacrifice my own happiness just to like, be a loyal person, Mm -hmm. you know, and like just weird things. Like I feel loyal to like where I go and work out or like the people I get facials with, like I won't go to anyone else. Even if they like do something wrong. Yeah. Like someone could literally like fuck up my eyebrows and I would still go back. Cause I'm like, well, I like her and like, she's good and like, whatever. Yeah. Interesting. I love my eyebrow lady, by the way. (laughs) That's just an example. No, no, no. (laughs) I feel like loyalty, everything has its pros and cons, you know, but it's like, I was always so proud of you for following your heart. And I think obviously 
people are happy in relationships that they've been with for years and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you have to follow what your inner gut is telling you. Yeah. So you go through that breakup and where were you at your life then with Brock and like your mindset and everything? So, okay. So my food blog was starting to like really take off and I was starting to kind of get more independence in my job and starting to realize that like, okay, this is going to be like, I'm going to be able to make this a career. Like I was starting to make money. And right after we broke up, I'm trying to remember, like it's kind of all a little bit of a blur. I was living here for a little, then I moved back and I was like, okay, I think I'm going to move to LA. And I would go to LA and just feel like alive and like have all this energy. And I was like, wow, this place is amazing. It's going to be great for my career and whatnot. So I feel like what, I feel like truly again, like when I did break up with my ex, I feel like my career really took off because I was just in a better place, but also because people related to my story a lot. And I didn't realize that it was going to be a thing. Like, of course I didn't, wasn't like, Ooh, my breakup's going to like really help with my blog. But yeah, I, I honestly thought it was going to do the opposite. Cause everyone was so invested in my engagement and you guys are so cute together and whatever. And like, oh, what, what's the wedding planning? And I thought that was going to really help. But instead now I'm like this like advocate for single people. And people message me all the time. Like I broke up with my boyfriend that I was really unhappy with. And because of you, because I saw how happy you were and like, Whoa. you know, yeah. So it's really cool. Um, so I wasn't expecting that at all, but it definitely helped people relate to me more, which helped me grow my brand. And I feel like once I moved to LA, things like really, really started to take off um, and grow and hundred percent by that point of your life where you're like, okay, I have goals with rock your body. Like, this is where I want to be. This is what I want this brand to look like. I moved to LA and I went hard, like all in, like I was going to events. I was networking. I was meeting people. I was collabing with people and I was working super hard. I switched management. Like I had, um, like my first manager was like a smaller, firm. And then I switched to a bigger management company. Um, I'm with DBA now and they've helped me so much growing my brand. So everything again, aligned when I moved to LA yeah. was where I needed to you be were like living sure. in alignment. Yeah. And everything took off with, with my job. And it's like, I live the dream truly. Let's talk about life as an influencer. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like I don't follow any other influencers. <laughs> like I really I don't follow influencers. And I think it's such an interesting topic. Like it's really interesting, actually. I think it's such a cool concept. I'm not a big consumer myself because when I log on to Instagram, it's more like work. Mm-hmm. Like I look at my notifications and like see how many people liked my picture and it's like stressful. Yeah. Which is why I like consume more like on TikTok, honestly. And like, or I'll just like not be looking at anything. When I when I'm on my phone, I'm most likely looking at my Instagram DMs. Um, and I have such an amazing community that I love so much. They're so great, but yeah, of course, like everyone gets the trolls and stuff like that. But I think, um, it's a really interesting like career. And I feel like more and more people are making money being just like themselves online. And it's, it's interesting. And I think there's kind of like this movement where everyone was like, influencers work so hard. Here's what I do in a day. And I work like all these hours, but I personally am like, I worked a nine to five job and I had to sit at a desk all day. And I'm like, this is no matter how much I have, even if I have to work 10 hours a day, like I I can do whatever I want. Like I'm not restrained to a desk, but I always say like, I truthfully work probably like four hours a day. 
it gets tiring because I have to like be on. And if I'm filming an ad, I have to like, you know, you're switching gears a lot, which is tiring, but for the most part, it's like, it's not hard. And you love it. Like you're, it's your yeah. passion, right? You know, it's like, and you wake up every day and you make your own hours. Like you do what feels right. Like walk us through a, a normal day in your life. Okay. So average day, very big on my morning routine. I wake up, I have to work out every, like not necessarily work out, but like move my body. So mm-hmm. I'm like either run or walk or anything. Um, take my supplements. I do five minute journal. Um, I just started doing the daily stoic reading that. Oh, I love that. I know it's been hard lately because I'm renovating my house and yeah. it's like, I'm all over the place, but I try and do that every morning. And then, um, I'll answer emails and then I'll usually have to film ads, which I like is the worst thing ever. Like, I hate filming ads. It's so annoying. Like if you think you, that you get annoyed seeing influencers post ads, just know that we hate filming them even more, <laughs> but actually like, it, it's not too bad. Like today I filmed an ad for seed, the probiotic that I love. And it yeah. took me literally like five minutes. Cause I'm like, obsessed with it. it's easy. Exactly. So it's not that hard, but sometimes when I'm not in the mood, I'm like oh, draining. This sucks. Um, and then I'll like make a recipe. Sometimes I'll have like a meeting with yesterday. I had a meeting with my manager, um, engage on like DMS and stuff like that. It is kind of like different every single day. Totally. Um, but yeah, go to the grocery store. I don't know. I've loved like watching you live your life, but you're <laughs> really? at my house and right now. And then I'm very social. For like, sure. I feel like I'm you're like, always with friends. Right. I, I really don't work that much. I think when you work less and you're feeling good, when you actually feel like happy and joyful and you're in a good space, like you attract better things to you versus yeah. like you're trying to force it and do all these things just because you feel like that's what you should do. Yeah. You're like not in a good space to like attract. Right. I think. But, um, I was just gonna, Oh yeah. And editing videos takes a while. Oh yeah. You were just saying you're editing your blog, but blog. we made, you made a Q and a about like what questions and answers we should, or not yeah. questions and answers. What questions Every, we should ask. Literally so many people were asking me like, what, what age did you lose your virginity? I was like, <laughs> what? Isn't the questions weird? were hilarious. People really went hard in the Q and A. They went hard, and I want to go through some of them. But like one of them that seems relevant for right now, talking about work life, is because when you started it, it was like pre-influencer time, kind of. Yeah, in the beginning. So like, how much of your success would you attribute to timing and like luck? Okay, so it's hard to say timing because when I started my Wait, was that the question timing and luck. Timing and luck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think also people want to know, like Meister has a huge following and people always ask, like, do you think that she helped? So it definitely helped. I mean, she had like a million followers and she'd be like, oh, my sister. And I, and I, she definitely helped me get to like 10, 20 K in the beginning, which was great. And obviously like when people look at my account and they see that I have a decent amount of followers, they're like, oh, okay. This person's legit. Um, but then I I would post something because I wasn't very good at what I, I loved cooking. I was really good at cooking, but I wasn't very good at like photography and like content. It takes a while to learn like what people like. So people would unfollow me. Like it would be like, you got 2000 followers. And then like 1800 would unfollow. And I was like, okay, like I was kind of a shot to the ego a little bit. Um, but timing, I remember when I started, people were like, oh, it's so oversaturated. There's so many food bloggers. There's so many people trying to do it. Oh, really? I, yeah, still. But now I feel like it's even worse. So it's like, but still at the end of the day, like if you want to do something, do it. And if you're passionate about it, then it'll come across and like, just do you for sure. So I do think it was great timing. Um, luck. I don't necessarily think luck. 
I definitely, I worked so hard, like truly I've yeah. worked really, really hard to get where I'm at now. Um, so I think that it kind of, it kind of all just like Kim Kardashian, <laughs> nobody wants to work these days, <laughs> but like, seriously, you got to get your ass up and work. Um, and it's never too late to start, you know, like timing. Yeah. I believe that too. But I think why, why you blew up was because your personality, like people fell in love with you and not necessarily like the photography of food. Right. It's I, more of like being personable and relatable and like everyone fell in love with who you are behind the camera. And like, I don't know. I went with Krissa to a music festival called Cross and like people walk up to her, like they're her best. She's their best friend. Like yeah. people look at you like they are friends with you. And I think that's yeah. because of how you come across on Instagram, which is my goal because it, genuinely, I love when people say hi to me because no one's weird. Like no one's like, you know, everyone's just like, Hey Brock, like literally I was in line. I went to, to, was ordering food and this girl came up to me and she's like, Hey Brock, what do you think I should order? And I was like, Oh, you should get this. And like told her what to order. Like it was like, like casual, you know? So it wasn't, it's not like nobody's ever weird except for like sometimes drunk girls get a little crazy. Oh my God. Yes. And um, like when I'm like, on a date and someone's like, hi, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to tell this guy. What do the guys say when you're on a date and that happens? Um, okay. So it's never happened like on a first date or like where someone doesn't, isn't really aware of my like career. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why like, I would love to like date a guy that like, doesn't really know anything about you, what I do, but cause then, cause it's annoying. Like they can just go on my story and see like me being like, whoever I am online, which is very much me and very much how I act in front of my friends, which is not how I want to act in front of a guy that I'm for going on a, like the first couple dates. For sure. Obviously I'm going to be myself later, but they, you want them to see that side of you as you get to and know like, them more. Have a little mystery. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm like, Hey, like, here's where I went to get coffee. Like, Oh, here I'm, I'm in a face mask in bed <laughs> on like a Friday night. And I want them to think that I'm like out at the club. You yeah. know what I mean? So it, it is a little bit and now I'm just getting into dating, navigating my dating life, um, which, which I want to know is a question so for sure. There were so many questions about dating, so many questions about dating. Um, I'm so much more comfortable talking about this on a podcast because all, I mean, the guys that I date follow me on Instagram, you guys, like, I can't be like, okay, so I'm dating this guy. And like, I don't know, like he's cool, but like, I can't go on my Instagram stories and talk to you guys. I wish I could, and I'm not going to block him from seeing my stories it's just no. weird. So like, I feel weird talking about my dating life on Instagram, not because I feel weird telling my audience, I tell them everything, but I just don't want to like, if it's, if, if it involves, I'm open about everything until it starts involving somebody else. Of course. That's not like on you like, you guys, my friend Teal is having this crate, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I'll tell anything that's just me. I'm an open book, but like, I'm not going to talk about like somebody else's business. Of course not. So what are the most asked questions you get about dating? Well, so I, I'm not a big dater. Like usually I like just being alone and I'm very busy, like with not necessarily. So yeah, my day-to-day -day a lot right now involves I'm remodeling my house. So I'm doing a lot on that front, which is a lot. So I don't really have much time and I do have a lot of friends. So on like, when I have a free night, I'm like going to go to dinner with my friends. I don't really want to like go to dinner with a stranger. Yeah. Um, I feel like people ask you for advice all the time. And I love the dating advice you give. Thank you. The question that I love that you answered was what's your number one dating advice? And I want you to tell yeah. everyone what that is. Cause I loved it. Okay. So this is what Rio's dad always used to say. And I love this. It's if he likes you, you'll know. And if he doesn't, you'll be confused. So if you're ever like confused about if someone is into you or not, like they're being kind of wishy-washy, they don't like you. 
you know, it's 100%. like, it's really hard to like come to terms with that, but like, it's true. And nobody wants to date someone that's like not pursuing them. But I think a lot of girls will be like, well, he said he was busy with work and this. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, that's what I say to guys that I'm not interested in. You yeah. know, like oh you just God, have yeah. to like put yourself in their shoes. Um, they'll make time for you if they want to, you know, like you make time. Um, and you, you know that you would make time for someone too, if you were interested. Of course. Um, another thing is like, don't settle. That's like what I'm huge on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I ended a relationship that I was happy in. So I'm not about to settle for really anything. Um, like you, you couldn't have it all. Like you really don't need to, I believe that to my car and say, yeah. Um, what else did I say? What's other like, a question someone advice? asked was, um, the hookup culture. Yeah. Okay. So this is always really interesting to me because I feel like, um, when it comes to like hookup culture or whatever, it's more so like girls feel like if they want to have sex with the guy and like, it's more so like it, the way that people view it is like the girl doesn't get anything out of it. It's all about the guy. And it's like, if you want to have like be free and open and like have sex with whoever you want and like, whatever, like, why? I don't understand why people act like they, like the girl doesn't get anything out of it either. Or like, they're you know the what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I guess it all comes down to the girl's intention. Like, are you hooking up because you think that's what they want? Or are you doing that because it's like what you want to do? Right. Like, for example, like I've definitely hooked up with a guy that like, I am not interested in romantically, but like maybe it had been a little bit. And I was like, okay, it's, you know, everyone wants a little of attention every once in a while. And it's like, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But yeah, again, like if you're doing it to like make the person happy or like you're interested and they're not, I think it's just really important to like be upfront with your intentions from the get-go. And listen to how you, like what you feel about it, like right. get clear on what, how you're feeling. Cause if you're not feeling like high self-worth in the situation, then it's yeah. probably not a good call for sure to do that. But like, do what you want for I sure. I also was like, so I remember when I was with my ex, I was like, oh, I'm going to be like my number, you know, my number is going to be under 10. Like, I'm excited about that. Like I've always like, and I'm like, who was that person? (laughs) Like, who was that? That said that shit? Like, it's just so weird. And now I'm like, I don't even, I don't keep track. Like, it doesn't matter. Who does that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's it's, such a double standard too. Like with girls and guys in the hookup culture. And I mean, I think dating and hooking up with people past the age of 30, late twenties is just like a whole different world than like in your early twenties and like college when like nobody knows what they're doing. It's like, I think being single in your thirties is literally the best thing ever. Tell us why. Because I have money. I have like, you know, self-worth, like I'm confident and yes, like I know what I want totally. And guys are so much more experienced and I'm more experienced. It's just fun. So fun. I'm newly single and loving it. So like fun. we are fun single friends together. I know. I'm so happy. Literally none of our friends are single and like literally they're all, they've all been in relationships for at least five years. Oh, now we have another single friend. Oh my God. I forgot. <laughs> Join the party. Yeah. Um, but it's so fun. It honestly is, especially if you're not you can't be stressed. Like you have to get the whole, when you're 30 or whatever age you're at and you're thinking like you're running out of time, like that is such a limiting belief. And it's what society is trying to teach you to scare you. But it's like 30 so young, even if you're 40, like 
age is just a number. And like, wouldn't you rather wait to find the right person for you that like lights you up and is everything you wanted and more than settle? Yeah. Okay. So two things on that one, like I was just telling our friend who got out of a relationship and like, okay, would you rather, wouldn't you rather be 30 and single than 38 and divorced? Totally. Or like however old and divorced, which is again, it's fine, but I'm just saying, I'm like, you're better off doing it now than later down the line. You know what I mean? And another thing that I was just talking about on uh, my friend Victoria's podcast was it's crazy because guys that are single and 30 are like at their, they're like not even at their prime yet. They're 10 years old in their brain. (laughs) I know. Well, they're like, but it's normal. Like a guy that's 38 and single is normal. But so for true. me, since I'm 30 and single, people assume that there's like something wrong or like I'm like crazy or so whatever it is. It's just yeah. so funny. There's such a double standard with that. I hate that so much. I know. Like that pisses me off. I know. And also I'm learning now. I'm like, I can't do anyone under 35. Like I just can't. I don't think I ever will because every guy I meet that's 30 to 35. Okay. Yeah. But you date bad. People. <laughs> I'm just probably meeting people like, you know, you literally go for immature 30 year olds. <laughs> I don't go for them. I just meet them. I don't have no idea what I'm getting myself into. And I'm like, wait, is this 30? Like, I, I don't know. I think it it's, it's so shocking. <laughs> it really is. Thoughts on one night stands. We already kind of covered that, but Okay. So what is your definition of a one night stand? A one night stand is when you meet someone and you hook up with them the first time you meet them. Okay. Like not okay. Yes, I agree. I I think the true definition of a one night stand is you met the person, you sleep with them, and then you never talk to them again. Okay. Yeah. I guess that part's added. You don't talk to them again. Yeah. Okay. I've only had one. And then what are your thoughts? Like, did you, how did it make you feel? It was fun. Like it was fine. Did you regret it? No. Okay. I never, no. The only time I've ever regretted anything is that if I like was irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> but no, why would I regret it? I don't care. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that answer. <laughs> okay. Biggest, this is another question. Um, biggest red flags with dating when you meet someone. Okay. Um, God, I have like a lot of red flags. And I have a lot of icks. Okay. What are they? What are the, both of them? I was talking about this today at lunch with Cassandra. I was saying I have a new ick and it's if any guy ever makes a reel on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually never seen a guy post a reel Mm, that I know. Okay. Well, I'm about to open your mind because you do. (laughs) (laughs) I need to look. Anyway, it's just like, don't do that. (laughs) Don't post on Instagram ever (laughs) unless you're like on vacation. Yeah. The guys you want on Instagram are the guys that that post photos that look like they're in middle school, yeah. <laughs> like not look like they are, but don't know how to use Instagram. Yeah. I want you to like take a picture of like a tree and like <laughs> post it <laughs> like once a month. <laughs> um, like five followers. Yeah. Literally under a thousand is ideal. Yeah. Okay. Other X. Um, okay. Well, yeah. Red flags is like, I won't date anyone that is cheap or like stingy. I love how I say that. And I, I actually have, and I, but you learned and that showed you that you don't like that. Yeah. Anymore. But I said that even before I dated the person. So take this with a grain of salt. Um, it's also silly how all of these like influencers give dating advice, a lot of them, and they're all single and like can't keep a relationship. <laughs> I feel like I'm one of them. Um, but okay. So yeah. Anyone that's cheap or I love somebody that's like really confident and like knows who they are 
passionate about what they do. I'm supposed to talk about red flags. No, but that's good. I I think both is great Um, to cover. Somebody that, yeah, like unhappy in their job. Somebody that's like, oh, I hate my job. And like, does is still, you know what I mean? I agree with that that one. It's like, okay, what are you doing? Um, Red flags. Doesn't have friends. Mm -hmm. I would never date a guy that doesn't have a lot of friends, which is sad, but also it's like, I'm a social person. Yeah. I so think. unless he like moved here and is like new and is like, oh, I don't really know anyone. That's like sad. Um, Another one we were talking about was like not reciprocating conversation, like not trying, not curious right. about getting to know you. You right. know, it's like when you're initiating all the conversation, asking them all the questions and it's like, okay, why yeah. aren't you asking me questions back? Right. Like hate that. Hate that so much. Before we did this, I asked you like, would you talk about how much you make? <laughs> because I believe that we should normalize talking about money. I think it's really expansive and it's this like, what's that word I'm looking for where it's like taboo taboo topic where it's like politics. Don't talk about it. It's like, why, right. why society made money and obviously not going around and being like, I make this much or I make that much, but it's right. like being proud of what you've built. Like, I don't know. What are your thoughts on talking about money and like being an influencer and what that looks like? I think that it's important to talk about money amongst like your friends, especially when they're in the same, like all my friends that are influencers, we talk a lot about how much money we make and what our rates are. And like, you know, I have really good friends that are in the industry. And if I like raise my rate and I'm getting deals at that rate, I'll go and tell them, I'll be like, Hey, just let you know, like I'm getting a much higher rate. Like if you, you know, you should talk to your manager about raising your rate or whatever it is, just trying to be helpful. Not necessarily like, Oh, look what I got. No, I think that's really valuable. And every, my friends all obviously understand that and are, they reciprocate that as well. Um, but I just feel like every time I talk about money or like want to address it, I feel weird. And it's like, I don't really know why. And I hate it. But like, it's just something that like, doesn't make me feel comfortable. I almost feel like I'm like showing off. Like it just doesn't, it, like- That's how of, everyone feels. Yeah. Because we're forced to feel that way. But like, if somebody asks me, like if, I mean, obviously if it was someone I didn't know, I'd be like, wait, why are you asking that? Yeah. Like if my friends ask me, whatever. But I do also think that a lot of influencers don't talk about how much money they make because it would be like really shocking to a lot of people and like really annoying. Like I said earlier, like I don't, my job's pretty easy it's tiring at times. It's annoying at times. Like I do have to put my life out there a lot and I don't really get to like shut off. But at the same time, like influencers make a lot of money. And I think a question that I get a lot is like, people are like, Oh, what did you, do you make six figures or like, you know, give us a ballpark. I think that I will say if you follow an influencer that has a large audience, what is large? Like anywhere from 300,000 to like a million. And I'm not talking about people that have a million followers for like showing their ass. They might from like OnlyFans and stuff, but people that have like built a successful brand. So like for me, obviously mine's food and I I'm, you know, have other ventures that I'm working on outside of just Instagram. And like, for example, I mean, Lauren Botzik, who Everts, who created this whole brand, she's making well, like well over seven figures for sure. And then there's like Sivan who has her brand. Like she definitely I'm sure is pulling in way more than seven figures. So it's, it's a lot of people. We make a lot of money and it's crazy. I don't think people expect it, but I think, um, I think even people that are in like the 20,000 follower to like 50,000 follower range can definitely be pulling in six figures. If you're working hard and you have an engaged audience 
and you're posting regularly, especially now with like reels. And there's just so many different ways that you can show, like create content and show that you're good at what you do. And brands are willing to pay a lot of money for that. And it's really cool. It's really cool. Like, what would you say is your biggest advice if someone was like, okay, I want to start down this path. What would you tell them? To just stay consistent and also have a clear vision of who you are, what you want to do, and don't try and be other people. I think that even when I started, I would try and make like cute smoothie bowls. And I bought like edible flowers to put on like an Aussie bowl and it looked like shit, literal (laughs) shit. And it's like, and then one day, like I posted chili because I made good chili and that's what I ate for dinner and people loved it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like try people can tell when you're not staying true to you. I was, like trying you can to read be, that. I was looking at like food photography accounts and like trying to be that, which, and I remember it felt so wrong. So yeah, just, just be like, okay, what am I good at doing? What am I passionate about? Post every single day. And that's I think that's it. great <laughs> advice. Okay. My last closing questions that I always love asking, what are you manifesting or calling in to your life right now? Oh, that's good. Oh, fuck. I can't really say it. Oh my God. This is really annoying. I hate my pet peeves when influencers are like, I have a secret <laughs> project. Okay. Give us a vague answer then or something okay, else. Well, I'm working on something larger than my Instagram. It's kind of a given next step, but it does take like two years. So I've been working on it for a little bit. Um, but I basically, okay. I can say I'm manifesting building my brand beyond social media. Love that. Okay. What does fulfillment look like for you? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, when I like close my eyes and I picture that word, I picture like being successful, having, being surrounded by my friends and family and just like having really strong, great relationships in my life. Does that make sense? Sounds ideal. Like that sounds like a very fulfilled life. Yeah. I just picture like literally being in my backyard and like having my friends over and family and like just being happy. And what you were saying earlier about your, how you live your life and your day-to-day where you're doing what you want to do every day and filling your time the way you want to with like, you were kind of answering that question earlier. Um, Okay. Last question. What are you trying to get more real about in your life? Oh, more real. I do think that I have a little bit of like an ego and I have a hard time being super honest about what I want, especially when it comes to dating. Like I definitely have a guard up. Like I, I have a hard time being like, Oh, I'm really into this guy. Cause I'm scared. Like, you know what I mean? Like oh, I have a, okay. I have a weird ego thing. Like I won't say that I like somebody until I know that they're like very interested in me. I have a weird ego thing. For it's sure. a fear of rejection. Yeah. I have a fear of rejection. (laughs) It's okay. We're going to work on it. Awareness is the first step. Yeah. And I think that I also, I want to just be more real about my feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. I think that I try and express my emotions in a way that I think will like look good to other people. Yeah. Um, And I just want to like, I like to like reflect and be like, okay, how am I actually feeling? And let's be honest about that and put it out into the universe because it's only going to help you. Oh my God, Chris, I love that answer. I'm more spiritual than you think, Teal. <laughs> I'm like, so I love that answer. And I feel like you are, but I just, we never talk about it. Yeah. Well, I, you feel like I am because I, I'm open about the emotions exactly. that I think look good for me. I've always known you were hundred percent. And I've no. always known you were like 
spiritual in the sense where you're very open-minded. Like you're not, yeah. you're not closed off to any of the things that I always tell you and talk to you about. Like you'll look at me no, like I'm I crazy. talk a lot of shit on you. <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> okay, where can everyone find you if they don't already follow you? Brock Your Body on Instagram. And I have a website, Brock Your Body. And I'm posting, throwing up vlogs on TikTok all day long. Brock Your Body. Brock Your Body. You can also find me staying at Teal's house on the rag. Catch <laughs> yeah. me in the roof. Catch me in Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, please feel free, share it on social, share it with a friend. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and can take a second out of your day to do so, I would be so grateful. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate you all and make sure you remember to keep it real.